you will remember this from last week and you can still catch all of this debate uh, as a podcast at live95.ie. Did you vote to remove their car parking? It's a straight question. I voted against the scheme yesterday, simply because of the safety. What what Councillor Butler, you're asking me a question, what Councillor Butler is advocating here is, this is the reality now of what they've actually done. It's Spaghetti Junction. That junction at Laurel Hill Avenue, all the councillors agreed two years ago to turn it into a safe access for schools. Up the South Circular, past the Redemptorist Church and into Laurel Hill Avenue. It's the greatest disaster I've ever what seen. About the it's hi- a what about the mess. high-tech traffic lights, Joe Ledden? It's rubbish. Local. It's rubbish. That He's we, talking rubbish. There's high-tech no, traffic lights. Absolute, that's just going it's to rubbish. Local. And we discussed this. This is just absolute fabrication. It's Next fact. Year. The overriding theme in every submission was safety. Safety for pedestrians, safety for cyclists, safety for motorists. Can Daniel Butler tell me this morning that the issue of safety... Now, on a stretch of the South Circular from Quinn Street to Laurel Hill, is now going to be turned back into two-way traffic, two-way cyclists <coughs> and pedestrians and park. Councillor Butler. This scheme is 100% safe. And, wait, wait, and wait a second, Daniel. Now. What about the substance of what Councillor Ledden is saying on what, what we'll end up with? The active travel team have clearly stated that this project is safe, that this project meets the public objectives generated in consultation with the national governing body that ensures that these things are delivered in a safe way. They came up with this idea. So what's proposed for that section is you still have the one directional car lane, you still have the 24 parking spaces plus 10 additional parking spaces and you'll have cyclists cycling in both directions. So you'll have the width of one car with cyclists coming against it. And can I just understand, is that on a demarcated cycling lane or not? No, no. It's it's a one-directional car lane with bikes going against the cars. So it's totally impossible. I didn't vote for this and eight other councillors didn't vote for this yesterday because we didn't understand how it could work. I don't believe there was anyone else in the room, including Daniel Butler, including the active travel team, who understood how it could work either. So this morning, well, no, Daniel we, Butler has assured us that the active travel team say that there are a number of options that they have to make this viable. Yeah, there are a number of options, and I'll tell you what they are. What, the magic traffic lights won't work, because if a kid is cycling up and down the road, that means that the traffic is held up indefinitely at the junction of Somerville Avenue. So it can't work. That's Green Councillor Sean Hartigan and before that you heard Labour Councillor Joe Ledden and Finnegale Councillor Daniel Butler. Some clips from our pretty robust debate last week on plans by active travel for the South Circular Road in Nimerick City. The plans were passed by councillors but with amendments and those amendments were discussed on the show as you've heard. And not all of the council were in agreement and since then... The council executive issued the revised and final agreed scheme on Friday and Green Party councillor Sasha Novak joins me in the studio now. Good morning to you, Sasha. Good morning, Joe, and good morning to your listeners. Are the magic traffic lights gone? I'm not sure if the magic traffic lights were ever actually on the table, but they're definitely not on the um, drawings that we received on Friday. I would say luckily so. Um, we don't know how it would operate there. Probably a solution in some places, but it's overcomplicating everything. Who then issued these 
plans on Friday. Was it the active travel uh, group who worked on it and then through the council executive it was released to you as councillors? So I guess if we take a step back just a little bit, what we had uh, in front of us at the meeting on Monday, at the Metro meeting on Monday, um, we had a scheme that was devised by uh, Pontius Consultants, you know, signed off by the active travel team, went through multiple safety audits. We had agreed that we would, that that would be proposed and accepted, but then at the last minute an amendment was proposed by Fine Gael, Daniel Butler, Councillor Daniel Butler. We had no, uh, I guess, clear idea of of what was being proposed. We didn't see the text of it. Um, and, uh, you know, we weren't allowed time to adjourn to actually study the proposal. So um, I'm not sure who it came from, right? What happened then was the Well, we the heard, party... didn't we, that there were lots of meetings that took place in the days before the public meeting. That's correct. And I was in every one of those meetings and, you know, they were in committee meetings. So to go into the detail of what exactly was discussed there probably wouldn't be fair to other people who were at that meeting. So I do know what was being discussed and I do know we had an agreement. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't get that agreement across the line because there was a change by Fine Gael Adelaide. They had a change of heart, I guess, at the last minute. And, and are you saying to the point that you only were aware of this change at the public meeting? That, that's right, yeah. That was introduced at the last minute. So uh, what we would have discussed previously were options. You know, there were potential modifications, they were called. Um, I'm not sure who designed them. I presume it wasn't the councillors who, because these were technical drawings, you know. I'm not sure that it came from, uh, I wouldn't say that it came from councillors. They wouldn't have the tools to do that. But I'm sure the ideas came from the councillors and they were being accommodated. And, and we've very much decided that a lot of those were too technical, unworkable solutions that don't work in a residential area with multiple functions like having the schools around, like having a church around. You know, it, it was just overcomplicating it for residents that lived in a wider area. So, Councillor Sasha Novak, you and some other councillors would have preferred an adjournment of the meeting to look at these plans and come back? Absolutely, yes. We were looking for an adjournment of 15 minutes to see the document that had the writing on it that said, from here to here, we want this, from here to here, we want this. It's very difficult when this is this technical language is thrown at you without having to actually imagine what is put in front of you. You don't see the images of it. You don't see how it would work. You don't have an explanation. So we were all we were asking was a 15 minute adjournment to be able to study that. We were denied that. We were not able to get it. Um, the chair, the Cahirlach of, of, of Limerick City and uh, City Council decided we... The Metropolitan District, which is Councillor right. Olivia O'Sullivan. That's correct, yeah. Uh, and, uh, sorry. Would not, yeah, she would not entertain an adjournment prior to oh, okay. the vote. Well, we have contacted Councillor O'Sullivan and she's not available to talk to us on, on uh, this the, this morning. Um, so, Councillor Sasha Novak, is it your understanding based on the revised drawings that you and other councillors did receive on Friday, almost a working week later, that they reflect what was voted through by the majority at the meeting the previous Monday morning. So despite repeated requests, we still haven't received the wording of the amendments. Let's just make that clear, right? So we don't actually have the amendments a baseline. That, that was voted on. Yes, we, we don't have a baseline to compare whether the drawings even match what the amendment proposed was it was read into the record, but we don't actually have 
the words of the amendment. So you heard it, but you haven't seen it on paper to study yes, it in yes. more detail. So, so, so we trust, I guess, we have to put some level of trust that based on what amendment was put forward. Now, the consultants and the active travel team had devised a scheme that somehow fits into into the wording mm. of the amendment. And we have gone from magic traffic lights to electronic retractable bollards. Sounds about right, yes. So explain how you understand, based on the revised drawings that you've seen, it will now work. This is my understanding. We're eight days post passing this amendment. We don't have clarity of how this is going to work. I hear that the local residents on Somerville Avenue, on Quinn Street, on Clareview Terrace are asking how this is going to work for us. I'm getting questions from the north side people because they're interested in this, because this is getting a lot of scrutiny now and it's, you know, it deserves the scrutiny. But at this stage in the process, it's probably a bit too late to have this level of uncertainty. Uh, we don't know. We don't know how it's going to work. So from what you have been told and others, and I think this is on your website, uh, Councillor Novak, so correct me if I'm wrong, electronic retractable bollards will be installed across the South Circular Road, preventing vehicular traffic going down it. And the only exceptions will be for people with a key fob or electronic tag to activate the retractable bollards. And it's understood that these will be issued to local residents only, but not clear at this stage how exactly or by whom the system will be managed. That's right, yeah. So what we're going is by two pages of drawings which have very basic information on it of of how retractable bollards normally work. Now, we know that, you know, you can you have uh, gates going into a garage where you can just make a phone call and they open. C- can something like that work? Perhaps. I don't know. You have a fob. Who do you give that fob to? Uh, Will the taxi drivers have the fob? Will residents of Somerville Avenue have the fob? Is it going to be a residential street only, local access only? Or who would you you give the fob? Can be passed around, of course. If it's just a fob, it's not linked uh, to a specific vehicle. Uh, No, we have seen retractable bollards, even in Limerick City Centre, haven't we? I mean, they're not unknown by any means. They have a very limited function there. I think we're, you were probably talking about, of, about Bedford Row. Uh, I think it's only, uh, you know, it's a very short stretch and it, it allows access for deliveries. But uh, you, it's funny, I just noticed lately at the courthouse down in Merchant's Key, there's a retractable bollard. The signage is still there, but the retractable bollard has been uh, tarmacked over. Okay, so uh, under the drawings in the scheme that uh, councillors, including yourself, have seen on Friday of last week, uh, this is after the vote, there will be no vehicular access from Somerville Avenue onto the South Circular Road, assuming the residents of Somerville Avenue Avenue are not given key fobs for these retractable bars. Sounds like it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Laurel Hill and St. Clement's School and the Redemptorist Church will only be accessed by vehicles via Quinn Street. An on-street parking will be removed from the section between the Redemptorist Church and St. Alphonsus Street. And it's almost certain that footpaths between Mary Immaculate College and the Redemptorist Church will be narrow and below the minimum widths set out in the design guidelines. Yeah, so the minimum width in design guidelines is 1.8 metres. For high-volume pedestrian areas like that, where there's a church, where there's a third-level institution, multiple schools, you need more than that. And you, you just... If you don't take the space from cars, you just won't have that space. But but what's important to note here is uh, there's a stretch that we're forgetting, and that's the stretch beyond Laurel Hill Avenue, uh, uh, going down to Quinn Street, going down to Clareview. 
that section now, because you have a two-way entrance through Quinn Street, all the school traffic will be coming through Quinn Street. That much is clear from these drawings. And they will be going up, you know, outbound on the South Circular Road for that short stretch to turn into Laurel Hill Avenue. That is That stretch of it now is extremely dangerous. It puts... It narrows the footpaths. Uh, it 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 also takes parking away, which I I thought was the objective to keep the parking. It also it also mixes cyclists who choose to cycle with this traffic that's coming in both directions now. So it it's unclear how that can be made safe. So it is your contention that based on this revised scheme, based on the vote, there is at least a section of this that, in your view, is unsafe. I would say it's it it possibly with a lot of intervention, with a lot of what we don't know now how could happen could be made safe. But what we have as a proposal now, I would deem unsafe and definitely less safe than the original scheme was. We're talking to Councillor Sasha Novak. Now, your Green Party leader, Minister for Transport, Eamon Ryan, did say that if this money couldn't be accessed nationally, it would be diverted to Cork. Can it, based on what you've seen, still be accessed? I think, I, well, uh, you had a, I, you either had Anne Graham, the CEO of the National Transport Agency, on this, um, she made a statement to your to your uh, news station last Friday or Thursday when the NTA were down in Limerick. And I think what she said, that, that the time is needed to, to review and assess this scheme to see if it can receive funding. So I think what the minister is alluding to, if the schemes are unsafe, um, if they're not fit for purpose, if they don't actually enable the cyclists to cycle safety and the pedestrians to move around safety, well then, this is public money. We shouldn't be spending it if we're not getting... But but I mean, as a Green Councillor and having seen the scheme, which Mm -hmm. is apparently the the final scheme we've heard Mm -hmm. released on Friday, you're saying that it doesn't meet the safety criteria. Uh, Look, I'm not an expert on this, right? But it's your view, though. It's my view, yeah, yeah. I would hate to see the money go somewhere else. But I would love to see it come to Limerick City North. I mean, we have worked together on schemes there and didn't change them at the last minute, didn't cause any uncertainty to people. We were working with the people, you know. But, but, but you we are got saying, Councillor like that there is a risk that this funding could end up in Cork instead of on the South Circular Road. According to the CEO of the ATA, it absolutely is. Um, what is next then? I mean, the vote's taken place. The the scheme has been uh, delivered to you and to other councillors. Are we just going to get on with it now and see how it goes or what? It would be difficult to accept that we can do... This, this is a planning process. We have to, we have to realise this is a planning process, right? It's called Part 8. It applies to any kind of development, either residential or, or infrastructural development that the council do on their own land. Um, there's an input from the councillors uh, to that process. But to, to, to throw in something... Like, can I give you an analogy? If this was a housing project and at the 11th hour, we as councillors voted to take fire exit out of a, out of an apartment development, that would be absolutely against proper planning. And I would say changing the scheme at the last minute like that in terms of safety does very much the same thing. So do you figure out how to find this, you know, how to make it work in, in this for an ordinary person who doesn't understand the detail of it like myself or our listeners in the main 
That's a very worrying analogy you've just made there now, Councillor Novak. Yeah, and I, I would stand by it. You know, if, if, if imagine, imagine if, if, if you have a car coming down one direction. At the moment, that is the situation. It is now illegal to cycle. It's also unsafe to currently cycle in that direction against oncoming traffic. We're saying we're not changing anything. We're just allowing cyclists to go against the traffic. Like, and that's based even on the revised scheme that you've seen as of Friday. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Councillor Sasha Novak of the Green Party, thank you very much for coming in and talking to us this morning. Uh, clearly, this is something that we have given comprehensive coverage to on Live 95 News and Limerick Today. And you can catch podcasts uh, on it at live95.ie and on the Live 95 app. And it is something we will certainly be coming back to. Thank you for your time this morning. Your views. Your news. Your Limerick Today. Joe Nash on Live 